Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Here we go. Your mom's getting his mandolin. Oh, wait a minute. Some tech issues. I have I uh, I have a Yamaha or organ. If I if you want me to do a little tune. <laughs> Yamaha organ. Keep your hands off your organ. Okay, we're actually live. Let me make sure. <laughs> we might have some uh, issues with the live show, but if not, the recording will keep going at least. Meaning it's taped. <laughs> Meaning it's taped. That's right. So. uh... Merry Christmas, everybody. Live to tape, it's Andrew Chalmers and M.A. Temporal with their special host, Yomar Lopez! Monica. If you listen carefully, you might hear the reel-to-reel in the background. Mm. Is that still a thing? Who knows? I love it. Yeah, reel-to-reel, yeah. Sure, sure. But they... I thought they used dat tapes now. That's a little fancier. Less trouble. You don't have to worry about nitrates and things going on fire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's like a guy from Brooklyn with an audio tape collection. Right? Hey, where's that tape? Where's that tape? Where's that tape? Uh, sorry, I'm eating chicken. I thought that was funny. Was that <laughs> some kind of like an Italian kind of thing that you're going for there? Don't start. No, What's I, 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 I Hungarian. I don't want to start okay. up with you. I, I know you're Italian. It's okay to make fun of them. You know, it's how come it's okay to make fun of Icelandic people? Have you sorry? noticed this? How come it's okay to make fun of Icelandic people? Well, because why is that okay? It's because of the cars they drive. It's not right. Well, what's wrong with the cars that they drive? Isn't the uh, Bjork? What's her name? Bjork? Bjork? Bjork. Bjork. You're my goddamn line there. What's the matter with you? She's from Iceland, right? Yeah, she's not She's not from Iceland. She's from Iceland. Iceland, Iceland. I'm allowed to say I'm American. Iceland. You're American. We, we, say, we th- say things with no grace. America. America. Home of the Brave. Actually, yeah, I wouldn't mess with Bjork. Did you see that um, clip of her at the airport freaking out on the reporter? Oh, I know she's a scary woman. Have you seen her singing, her videos? She'll go from graceful singing to screaming for no reason. Yeah. Yes, I know. Well, I've had ex-wives like that, so let's not get involved in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But yeah, but she's, I wouldn't mess with, uh, with Bjork. She's, uh, she's pretty wild. She's a small, uh, I, don't, I don't know, small little she's bottle of... cracker made of snow. There you go. There you go. Perfect. I could not have thought of a better metaphor under the... Uh, I'm inspired the by the chicken and broccoli. Did you see The Secret Life of Walter Mitty? The remake? No, I have not. You should see it. He, he actually went to Iceland, and it's, it's, a beautiful, uh, it's a beautiful country. Oh, it is. It is. That's a little plug there. I get, I get, some, uh, I get some snow coats <laughs> from... The Icelandic uh, hospitality word. Hospitality? That's not even a word. <laughs> if you want to visit Iceland, 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 whichever you want to call it, just okay. uh, use uh, the special, uh, what is it, affiliate code, affiliate code, uh, AM Audio Media. AM Audio Media. There you go. AM Check it out. And right. get, a, get over to Iceland. Visit Iceland.com. Iceland. Iceland. No, visitamodemedia.com and then go to Iceland. Oh, so you get double the traffic. They get double, traffic and you get traffic. Yeah, yeah smart. That's the way to do it. To buy Fjord. 
I tried twice to get that gag in. It's now good. it works. Nah, it doesn't really work. There wasn't there wasn't a cacophony of laughter. Like. Hey, this is live. Can you commit, please? It is. Me? It is live. This is a, this is gonna be the longest pre-show ever. I love it. So, I think so. <laughs> anyway, Iceland. Anyone know the capital? Uh Valhalla. <laughs> no, that's a made-up place. <laughs> I, bet, I bet you think adamantium's a real metal as well. It um, isn't. Oh, you Rek- just crushed my dreams. Reykjavik is a real metal. Is vibranium a real metal? Um, no. Is is Zenon a real thing? No, that's an amplifier company, isn't it? Is no, it? Sorry, that's Zenon. <laughs> are, you on, are you on some kind of medication, Yomar? Are you okay? This is me every day. Well, God bless you, my friend. <laughs> you guys started it. You guys started the tangents. I just want to, for the I record, know. say we're, we're in, Mike and I are instigators, right, Tebow? <laughs> no. Yeah, we yes. Are. Yeah, yes, we it. are. Wacky. Woohoo! Wacky. Oh. <laughs> all right, all right. Now, for, uh, serious faces on. Serious faces on, serious guys. Serious faces. Go. We're gonna we're gonna mute our mics and music's gonna go on. You ready? Okay. In three, two. I still hear you, Andrew. Stop eating chicken! Alright, alright. You can eat the chicken, just mute your mic. He's he he's from the UK, he's gotta eat everything with a f***ing fork. Would you not F-bomb? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll have to bleep that up. Pretty sure yeah, that. Some UK racism there from T-Bone. Alright, here we go, here we go, here we go. How long is this music? It's like a symphony. No, it's quiet. You're actually gonna hear on your side. Okay. Okay. You're about to listen to the Timey Wimey Tea Time Podcast, a geekyantics.net and allgames.com production. Find out what everyone's talking about. The Doctor, of course. Doctor Who? Exactly, that doctor. <laughs> Join us live at www.twitch.tv forward slash geeky antics. That's G E E K Y A N T I C S. Hang out with us, ask questions, laugh, and have at it. We can't wait to hear what's on your minds and hearts. Tiny, whiny, tea time. Greetings and welcome to Time and Wimey Tea Time, where friends gather to talk about all things Doctor Who, sci-fi, fantasy, zombies, creativity, and geekdom as a whole. Sometimes we talk about broccoli and chicken, which you might hear in the background. We have a very special show for you t- tonight. Yeah, tonight. This is this episode is being 
you know, pre-recorded, but when you hear it, it's going to be live, but not really, because it's timing me. That's how it works. That makes sense. That's yeah. crazy. It is. It's going to be live at two different times, two different places, kind of, sort of. What if, what if, Yomar, what if you're in a different time zone when you hear it, and then you go to another time zone, and then you hear it there? I always wondered about that. If you're like on a on the like state line or the time lo- the time zone boundary, and you like kind of skip over it, isn't that time travel? Like Johnny? If you play, if Johnny? You can- hello. Yeah. Yes. Hello. What do you think? You're a time lord, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Oh, of course. Yes. Um, time travel. I, I I don't know. I think there would be evidence of it. People always say, well, if people go into the future and then they come back, then there'd be evidence, but maybe there is evidence. Maybe we're living out an alternate timeline that's been altered by someone from the future. I don't know. I, think I that wish for- that we lived in an alternate timeline where you'd eaten your dinner about an hour ago and we didn't hear your scratching on the plates while we're trying to talk to Yomar on the Timey Wimey Tea Time podcast. That's all I'm yes. saying. Well, I understand. That's <laughs> the timeline I would like to live in. But that's obviously the not timeline that has happened. I will be hearing that insult uh, about chicken three days ago, so I do understand what you mean. Um, I think that um, a lot of alien abduction things could possibly be time travel as well, because I'm always curious about why your very standard alien looks like a human being, but slightly smaller. Um, And I also think that um, the alien abduction uh, phenomenon could be some kind of regressed, mem- regressed memory about being born. Because when you think about it, you're on a table, people are grabbing at you, you're coming into some kind of light. Uh, but that's, I'm just a guy eating chicken, I don't know. Poked and prodded as a baby and it comes back to you. you Interesting. See, it is, but this, this wouldn't explain a lot of the other stuff that goes on, but... Uh, uh, anyway, this, I've just I've just launched into the uh, something incredibly deep there. Let me go for something. I like know I, I made a little silly comment, and you guys got all scientific on me. Right? We we seize on it. Great, Woo! great, great name for um for a podcast. The the timey wimey, wibbly wobbly tea coffee hot chocolate extravaganza. But it's fantastic. I love it. It's it's a brilliant name. It's probably the most original name. That we've been involved with, right, Timo? Yeah, I love it, and I love your theme song at the opening. I was dancing over here. I was yeah, I it. believe it or not, I composed that. I'm pretty proud of myself. Wow, really? I, I dabble in quite a lot of things. That's not one of my best things, but I do enjoy it. Well, it sounded pretty good. <laughs> it sounded great. It yeah, sounded, it sounded great. So, uh, hats off to you. I am wearing a hat actually, so I'm taking it off now. And, and your um, your female British um, uh, cute girl voice was excellent as well. Yes, the the top. she's yeah. actually really cute too. IRL, BTW. There you go. So there you go. I probably shouldn't say that because my wife might smack, might smack me. But uh, hey, you know, I could I could look and comment. Good thing the show isn't live. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Podcasting has got, gotten me into hot water plenty of times, but she knows it's all good fun. It's kind of like being a comedian, right? If you, well, I think anybody that's uh, with an entertainer knows to take everything with a grain of salt. It's like, yeah, you're just talking junk. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, up until you say something, yeah. What does that mean anyway, you take everything with a grain of salt? Where did that start? You know, I, I'm always big on etymology and origins of things and words. Yeah, I, I wonder. I, does anyone know where that... Uh... What's, what's, you know, the other one? No, no uh, I don't know. 
Okay. But uh, we're all storytellers in here. Let's make up our origin story real quick. About a grain of salt? Yeah. Something that's um, believable. Um, when a salesman came to um, the houses in ancient Scotland, uh, they, they were kept away by a grain of salt because people thought they were selling them something uh, unfortunate. And that's why if anyone has a grain of salt, you're, they're not to be believed. When uh, in the in the olden times, when spices were rare and hard to get, even salt, you could only get a pinch of salt. So you'd only want to take a grain of salt with something. So that was like kind of like a way to keep the masses down, keep them not greedy for salt. Otherwise, they'd be they'd be rioting the streets looking for salt. Oh, that's the salt. That. That's wow. the that. You're referring yeah. to the, to the uh, infamous um, salt riots. Of Aberdeen in the 1800s. Yes, I, I am. I am. By the way, I love this game show that we're all on. This is it's, really fun. This is great. We used to have a show in the UK called What's My Line. No, sorry. <laughs> there was a similar Canadian one as well. Call My Bluff. Yeah. And it used to have all these like really, really like classic sort of actors with big handlebar mustaches, even the women. Ooh. And uh, I know. I know. Don't ever kiss them, please. Um <laughs> And they used to come up with all these things, and it was things like, give me the um, description or the origin, and then they would say stuff like that, and then the one person had to say, I believe it's Frank Worthington's explanation. Oh, and, yes. That's a yeah, great... I, I've that's, seen that. I've seen that. It's crazy. And in the original version, if you got it wrong, you were electrocuted until you died. So it was a very interesting <laughs> you know, game show. So that's um, why it didn't last too long, I imagine. It didn't last too long, no. no well, you know... you. You want to take these things with a pinch of salt, guys. So you what know. A pinch of salt. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say pinch of salt. it was on every night. It was current. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so, no? Current. I get it. No, I got. I get what you're throwing at us. No, yeah. it's not live. Yeah. It's a bit of a stretch, but we get it. It's crap. Yeah. So I, my take on that, I, I believe it goes back to the 13th uh, century, uh, Dark Ages, perhaps. Right. Uh, you know, salt is a known uh, deterrent for uh, bad bad things, uh, evil spirits and poltergeists and whatnot. And uh, so, you know, you always want to make sure you have at least a grain of salt on you just in case you feel like you're being haunted. Right. Okay. I can go along with that. Okay. Um, Yoma, I'll go with your answer. Oh, my God. I've just been electrocuted. Oh, darn. Thanks for playing. What about he's he's on it like white on rice? What does that mean? Hmm. Mm. Well, because rice is very white, but why? Yeah. But why would you be on it? Like, like, isn't that supposed to mean like you'd be on it quickly? Like, if there was a, if there was someone, you know, giving away some Doctor Who books, Andrew would be on it like white on rice, correct? Yeah, that is correct. Then what? Then what does it mean, though? Like, I don't understand. Because rice, is, rice is usually white. I mean, now it's brown and it's whole. So grain. it's already there. Then it's already there. So yeah, it's, it's already there. That's how fast it is. Okay, all right. And, and you can never wash out that white. You could keep uh, rice soaking forever and rinse it off several times. It'll always be white. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's good. I avoided electrocution now. That's good. There's lots of, va- there's lots of variants on that. But anyway, anyway, anyway. we got to introduce you guys. We haven't introduced you. I'm a, I'm a terrible host. So yeah. <laughs> I'm joined tonight, folks, or today for those that catch us. I'm the proper uh, Saturday stream. This, this uh, pre-recorded episode is going to be aired live on the Geeky Antics Twitch channel, and on allgames.com on June 27th. But we're doing this pre-recorded because we wanted to make sure we... We didn't want to keep rescheduling, so we took we seized the moment. We carpe diems, carpe noctum, whatever you want to we say. 
We've done it. We're doing it now. Yeah. So we have AM Audio Media's own Andrew Chalmers, right? Is that, did I say your last name right? Yeah, say it with a bit more re- research, please. Don't say Andrew Chalmers. Right? Andrew Chalmers. Andrew Chalmers. Well, I never got confirmation. I asked before. You've done the research. You've rambled on. I, th- I have. Things. But I don't think anyone's ever said your last name. Everybody's always on a first name basis with you. My name is Andrew Chalmers, actually, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And we have Mike. He has he has he has been introduced as Andrew Chompers, but he is Andrew Chalmers, I can you're, confirm. You're doing a fine job, Yoma. Don't be put off by me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm used to be given being given a hard time, so <laughs> no, you, you just you gotta like, learn to talk over top of him sometimes, because that's the only uh, yeah. way you get like a word in. Yeah, exactly. Hey clip clipping is the way the pros do podcasting. You, you don't want it's it's better to clip than to have dead air. Right? Okay. But we also have Mike. We have Mike Tamburo, right? Yes, I'm here. Uh, but he likes to go by another name. What, what, what's the name you're going by now, Mike? Rico Suave. I knew it. I knew that was you. <laughs> yeah. Are you the one sending me those strange emails? Let's not get into that. That's me. Family That's friendly. me. Or, or Frankie, just so I can walk around wearing t-shirts that say, hey, Frankie says relax. Because yeah, I'm all about the chill. Yeah. I'm all about the chill. As you know, Yoma, we're very topical. <laughs> Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> well, earlier earlier in the day when I was chatting with Andrew Chompers, he uh, yeah. mentioned the hit the hit youth band Maroon Five <laughs> as something that the kids listen to. Ah, so just to give you a little example there of things. You well, know, that, of what I deal with. Well, that opening theme I, that I composed, I did that for the youth because I did some research. I, I I paid for some market research, and they said that that, that the demographic we want to target. You know, that's most engaged on social media, especially on Twitch, they like the dubstep. So I said, I need to be, yeah. have something with a little bit of like that, you know? And so, well spent. so there you go. And, but I said, I can't afford to, to, to actually have someone professionally compose this music, so I'll just do it myself, like everything else. We're of the same, we're of the same ilk. Yeah, sorry, I'm eating. In terms of doing things ourselves. Yeah, that, we are of the same ilk, yes. yes yeah, yeah, you, you got to be self-sufficient yeah. sometimes. You have to, yeah. And we, we've, Mike and I have learned a lot um, during season two of A Dark Journey, right, Mike? Yes, of Doctor Who Dark of Journey, which Doctor is Who what we're on. Dark Journey tonight on Fox. So, all right, so Doctor Who Dark, Doc, yeah, so let's backtrack a little bit. So Doctor Who Dark Journey, your radio drama, fantastic. I may, I may be a little biased, and of course, I'm, you know, I'm a good company, so I have to be nice. But I do love it. You guys know that. Uh, there's not that much good quality radio drama out there. It's really hard to come by, especially in the podcasting world. Uh, there's, there's, I count maybe on, on two hands how many good radio dramas there are that you can download as an MP3 or a podcast. So I, I'm really excited you guys are doing this. And I was listening on Gallifrey Stands. that you, you, you were talking about the learning experiences that you've had from Series 1 to Series 2. So let's talk yeah. about that. Okay. Go! Wow! Wow! That's a that's a big lots of learning experiences, right, Chami? Yeah, yeah. Season season one. Uh, I mean, it all. I mean, now it's funny. We refer to it as season one and two, and there's all sorts of things on the horizon and all the rest of it. But it, I mean, it literally it started off with a with a script that was written and Mike's insistence to to try and do something with the script and, and, and bring in, uh, you know, Clayton Turner, who did a fantastic job with the sound. And it, it's grown into this, um, 
sort of uh, entity, um, quite an affectionate entity, like a poltergeist that gives you a nice hug. Um, and it's great. And but we have, yeah, we've learned we've we've learned a lot just in terms of what to do ourselves and and timing and and everything else. I mean, I would probably say, Mike, back me up or tell me if I'm wrong. But mm-hmm. season two would be almost like it would be like a learning experience for someone to do an audio drama. They could watch us and say, oh, well, here's what you do or here's what you not do. But people could learn from what we've done something, our mistakes, our little successes. I don't know. But something. Yeah, 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 I think so. I mean, yeah, it's definitely been a total learning experience. I mean, we started with a script, and um, I was just on another podcast, and I was telling the uh, the host that um, if you don't have the basis of it, if you don't have the script, you can't really, you can't do anything. So you've got to have a good script going in, and then it's all a matter of just building on that good script, so building on that good foundation, and we were, uh, you know, really lucky that we took the, you know, that we got the right people involved to uh, to make it the success that it's been. Everyone from you know the actors to the sound designers to the artists that have been involved in the project and make a real effort to make it a real collaborative project. You know, you can't it can't be a one man show. It's got to be everybody kind of bringing their own uh, energy and their own skill to it. So I think uh, that's like a, a big thing that we've learned is you know is uh, giving everyone a little bit of leeway to you know bring the talents that they that they bring and you know and and pull together and make something that's not just you know not just one sort of vision. I mean, it is one vision. It's one idea, but pull in everybody's ideas and everybody's talents to make it something even better than what you thought it could be. Yeah, it's the sum of it. It's the the idea is the sum of the people involved. Um, writing it is one thing, but the most enjoyable thing is getting people together who have got their own their own take on it. And when we were in the studio um, recording, uh, you know, people come in, they've got their own take on the lines. Nothing's nothing's ever set in stone. People can come in and ad lib uh, and to do whatever they they like. We just want them to enjoy it. Um, a lot of the best scenes and the most enjoyable scenes and the, and the scenes that people talk about, the, the wine gum scene from uh, season one, I think episode four, all that kind of stuff was basically ad-libbed around a basic idea in the studio with everyone throwing ideas around. So for me, and I know I know for Mike as well, uh, this this whole thing has been about the people that we've, we've met. Uh, yeah, and definitely. definitely. Uh, includes... Um, yourself, Yomar. I mean, you know, the very, very kind things that people have said uh, about us are by far the best thing that we could take uh, from this whole experience. You know what I mean? It's just been great. And this sort of leads into our next project, which will be Derek Who, uh, which will be seeing probably the inside of a studio, perhaps August, September onwards, but that very much is a celebration of, uh, of you know, fandom um, and the support that fans have for each other. And we, we feel quietly confident that it's quite a unique take uh, on, on fandom uh, as well. So we're looking, we're looking forward to that without rambling on too much. Who, who is? Who? 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 Yes. Who, who is who? Who is who? Yes, yeah, Derek. the... Um... Yeah, I, I think what Andrew's saying is uh, we've got some other ideas like uh, on the burner too. So I mean, like what we've learned from the first series, we definitely want to institute into other projects. So we've got ideas some for, for some other audio dramas which uh, we'd like to get going on. So. Oh, I love and, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we, we need that because you know when I'm a I'm kind of a uh, lately I've 
very especially I've been kind of a uh, a crusader, so to speak, for podcasting and uh, the just radio drama and just the audio formats as a whole. Because you know, I think it's the best of both worlds. People don't really read as much as they used to. No. Um, and and then everything's going to video. The thing about video is a lot more fully engaged, and it's hard for people to integrate video into their daily lives unless you're a teenager has nothing else. No, you know, t- just tons of time to do whatever, right? But you know, even within like vines or five minute clips, it's really tough to get into a video series when you're where we're kind of. You know, uh, the, the, the space is saturated with so much content, right? There's more content than we could possibly consume. But with radio, it's an easy thing that you can integrate into your life while you're commuting um, you can, or you're uh, going for a jog. Maybe you're sitting on the throne, quote-unquote. Uh, whatever you might be doing, it's, you might, maybe you're, uh, you're a writer and you like to have a little bit of white noise. You could listen to a, to a radio drama or a podcast. So I think the more we have things like, you know, high production value, things like what you're, you guys are doing, it doesn't necessarily have to be radio drama, but especially radio drama, the, the better it is for, you know, the, the podcasting space as a whole. And, I, and I, I love what you guys are doing because of that. No, oh, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, <clears throat> it's, I mean, yeah, as we said, it's, um, it's a great thing. We, we love doing it. We we try and aim for a, a higher the highest quality that we can achieve, and sometimes we're not really into ah uh, you know it sounds okay let it go. I mean we'll, <laughs> we'll do everything we'll do things that are probably considered to be insane just to replace one line that yeah. we don't think is is good. I mean, and Mike and I have had a lot of humorous sort of stories like we've recorded I mean the main the main bulk of the episodes were recorded in a studio but since then we've recorded in minivans we've recorded in uh, washrooms in my basement because the sounds really good we've recorded all over the place we've recorded oh, school Andrew by the way I got the uh, I I picked up that those vocals of uh, of Roy of Roy Miranda or Sherlock oh, Holmes. Oh yeah, uh, I was this recorded. Yeah, go on. It, in my garage last week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you see. So, so um, got these yeah, it's done. It's done. We got it. Good buddy. Well, he's he a little loves update for you. Acting in a in the garage. Um, that yeah. So that that in itself has been a a, a humorous. Um, sort of uh, way of looking at things, but uh, like I said, it's it's about the people and uh, and you know getting something out there, you know, for the fans. It's for the fans, by the fans, or by the fans for the fans. It's for the fans, whatever. There's fans involved in there in some mm. capacity. Um, it's great. It's uh, it just it really is. It's uh, it's its own little kind of story, and I would encourage anyone to have a go and and to do it and to to do something. Just just go do it. Everyone has has a good idea. Act on it. Is what I would say. Go do something. Or as they say in the business world, just ship. If you don't ship, you can't sell. Exactly. Or ABC, always be closing. Always be closing. You know, I read that somewhere. I saw a meme. And there was like this little little uh, girl. And she had an angry face. And she said, always be clo- ABC, always be closing. And she was pointing her finger like, do it. I think, I think, I think it's a sales, one of those sales acronyms. Yeah. That- that salesmen like to throw around, but I recall it being used in Al- in um, uh, Alec Baldwin's monologue in um, Glengarry Glen Ross. You ever heard of that flick? That sounds strangely familiar, but I am terrible when it comes to names. 
entitled. I, I know what you mean, uh, Fred. Yes. Um, <laughs> Gary Glenn Ross, go go check it out. It's written. In, it was a, it's a movie. It's written. It was based on a play by David Mamet or Mamet, who's this guy who's sort of mastered this sort of New York kind of dialogue where people they've got their own unique way of talking. But Alec Baldwin's a salesman. He's a real estate uh, sales guy, and he does a lecture at the beginning to all the sales guys. And he uses ABC, but it's worth seeing for much more than that. Because I think I have seen this. Uh, yeah, you, you, you know, it's probably on YouTube or whatever, but it's fantastic, yeah. yeah. Always and be closing. That relates a lot to the audio play that Mike and I are doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing in uh, sales and marketing that's all acronyms. I've been exposed to it on different levels for you know my pet projects and consulting work that I do, the freelance work I, I do, and... It's it's kind of scary sometimes. It's almost cult like. <laughs> yes, yeah, it is, and they and they come out. There's also, um, I've done yeah, a lot of this kind of retail and management and all this kind of stuff, and um, you can tell when the guys who are into it, they've been to a head office meeting, and and you know instinctively that someone in that meeting has said a term, and the term is picked up by everyone, and they run around like drones repeating it. I remember one guy came out of a meeting and he said to me, we're going to be um, rolling out this initiative. And I just knew it was so alien for him to say such a comment like that. And you just <laughs> knew that somewhere and everyone, everyone on the floor was like, you looked across and then, yeah, we're going to be uh, rolling out an initiative. And then you'd look somewhere else and you'd pick up the word initiative. Someone was saying rolling out. I know what you mean. It's uh, and it th- is. someone else threw out synergy, right? synergy and mm. this kind of stuff and everyone at a meeting says how supportive they are to each other and then they come out and they're not supportive to each other so yeah i know what you i do know what you mean have you seen the prisoner yoma that sounds familiar too is that yeah, more 1960s patrick mcgowan uh landmark show uh i've loaned it to some people who actually uh, now they talk about <laughs> that period well, they, oh wait they gave it back though Oh, I, I, I see something going on here. Yeah, some people, I gave them episodes. Some people. Monkeys. Are, are, I'm going to go out on a limb, but are some of those people on this call right now, on this podcast right now? <laughs> yeah, and it's it's not me, because I own the, the DVDs, and it's not you, Yoma, because you're such a high-caliber guy. You're hey, 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 Chalmers, Chalmers, you, Chalmers. You shut your face, Chalmers. Chalmers. You are prisoner. Frankie says relax. Oh, Frankie says relax. Hey, relax. Ario Speedwagon, buddy. Forget Ario about Speedwagon. it. <laughs> ah, the Speedwagon. I'm just watching April Wine on VHS, so you shut your face, Tamboro. Well, actually, uh... What does that even mean? What does that even mean? April Wine's a band from back in the day, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, but what does it have to do with what we're talking about? My I-, I love it. It has to do with what you and I are talking about. Nothing. <laughs> I, I, I want to say, uh, Iceland. this on. is this is how my mind works, and my my mind goes to some very random places. But you mentioned 1960s, and I just started thinking about, uh, you know, Vincent Price, you know, recently passed away, and and you know, I just had a, the most random. Uh, Vincent Price passed away years ago. You're thinking of Christopher Lee, but they're celebrating his death uh, recently. Hang on, they're celebrating what? death. What kind of a ghoul are you? I, I okay. It wasn't that. It wasn't that recent, but it's, yeah. they're, they're, they're commemorating it. Oh. They're commemorating it. Hey, now I sound morbid. Thanks. 
God damn it. Go Thanks, watch, Andrew. Go watch The Prisoner. But the, 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 recently there's been a lot of interviews with his daughter. I think her name is, uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember her name now. Vincent Lee. Vincent, her name is Vincent Lee, yes. Uh, she's the love child of Brandon Lee and, oh my god, let's not even go there. Uh, that's a bad, that's gonna be a very bad joke. She, yeah, do not go there, you are live, perhaps. <laughs> but, uh, it made, it made me want to go back and watch the original Wicker Man. I know a lot of people think the one by Nick, with Nick Cage was terrible. Are you guys into horror at all? There's bees on me! <laughs> the overacting was bad, but... Uh, it's one of the best flicks I've... The, the remake of the, the Wicker Man would be one... I have the original, and I had a very, very strange supernatural real-life occurrence after watching the Wicker Man, which was oh boy. terrifying. I had something scratching at my door. Oh, boy. Those are the but, worst. Yeah, it was a nightmare. It really was a nightmare. And I was, saw the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre in a cabin in the 80s in the woods. You? Oh my god! You, that's that's like watching Jaws with your feet in the ocean. Yeah, I, I tell you, I, did, I did not go to sleep that night. No, I don't. I, I wouldn't think you would do. But w- Wicker Man's a fantastic flick. But the the Nicolas Cage one, I picked it up for I think four bucks. It's um, it's amazing. I, I every time I look at it in my collection, I just. I just laugh because it's just, it's, as Mike said, it's just brilliant. I love when he punches the woman who's dressed up as the bear. <laughs> and then, he, and then he, he orders a woman. At, at, he's got a, a revolver aimed at a woman on a bike. And, he, and on, a, on a cycle, and he says, get off the bike. Steals her bike. Oh, I love it. At the end, it's just, killing me won't bring back your goddamn honey. It's just brilliant. It's just oh, you, you know, a lot of people say that movie's just bad. I think it's it's so bad it's good. You got it. You took the words yeah. right out of my mouth. A lot of a lot of people don't know this, but Nicolas Cage's hair actually won an Oscar for that for that film. <laughs> Didn't it? The part, you know, that's another. The yeah, the yeah with the part at the side. Yeah, that that's was during his Buffon Buffon years. I think his 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 hairpiece uh, is got a supporting role in the Hunger Games as well, so it's all coming around. As yeah. a, as a man ha- that has lost, I tell you, as a man has lost most of his hair uh, in every place that it really counts. Uh, I, I I feel for Nick Cage. I understand. I feel his pain. Uh, how is your uh, nasal hair situation, Yoma? Ah, you know how it is. The older you get, the further it extends. What is going on with that? Like, you leave it... Like, I have a nasal hair trimmer in like in the car, right? And I can't believe how fast it grows. And Linda said to me, uh, it's... it's uh, Oh, it's because it's, it's almost like a defense. It's a defense. Hair on your <laughs> body is a defense. It is. And I just... A defense against what, though? Like, what is what is going up your nose? What's going on your bum? I can give you tangible examples of where my bodily hair has saved me. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, Times Cooking, where I would have gotten a really bad burn had I not smelled the singed hair first. Mm. Hmm? Hmm? Okay, I understand. Okay. Okay. Mike, any comments about singeing hair? Mike? Okay. No. Mike doesn't want to go down that dark road. Go down that road. He, he hates that and zombies. That and zombies, yeah. Body hair and zombies. I don't want any of it near me. Right. Or hairy yeah. zombies. Or hairy zombies, yeah. They're gross. <laughs> that would be a nightmare. 
What, what? Omar, did you see the uh, did you see the zombies on um, walk? Uh, no, what's it called? Of course, they're on Walking Dead. They're on it all the time. Did you see the zombies on uh, Game of Thrones? The uh, what do they call them? They call the them Walkers? the White Walkers. The White Walkers. You know, I have not. Ke- you know, let me tell you, I have not kept up with the season at all. Uh, okay, there's no zombies in it. Don't worry. I don't want to spoil it for you. Yeah, they're not Never. called White Walkers. Forget, forget I said that. Oh, it's fine. I mean, there's so many podcasts I listen to where there's spoilers. I'm just gonna wait till I forget about everything they talked about so I can enjoy it fresh. So I'm gonna miss the zeitgeist completely. But I've heard that this season has been has felt a lot like uh, a lot of uh, grim stuff, a lot of murder, just for the sake of it. Like they're just trying to go for shock value. Like yeah, is... there seems to be a lot of that. Yeah, a lot of shock value stuff. Yeah, from what I understand, the showrunners and the author have pigeon. They both they've all pigeonholed themselves. They don't know. Where, how to bring all the characters back to the one place where they're supposed to reunite and, and then the, 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 the paths cross and the story becomes one. Because it feels like there's a hundred different story arcs going on at once. Yeah, on it is. I mean, it, yeah, it'd definitely be complex to do it. But, um, hey, they're not doing it for free. Come on. Get to work. This is true. Get to work. Whereas folks like, folks like hey, us, we hey, mostly do our work for, for free. ABC. Yeah, Always be closing. They should be closing. They should be closing. That's right. If if we could do it, do, do put in some significant effort for what we do, for little to nothing, then the close people are getting closer to nothing. Some days closer to nothing side for sure. Yeah. The, the, these guys getting paid big bucks. I mean, Game of Thrones is no slouch. No, I'm pretty sure they're paid. Everybody on there, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they're paid. I'm fairly sure. So. Yeah. Do you think people yeah. on, the sh- on the shows are paid? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, Game of Thrones, anyways. I've never seen it. I- well, it exists. Wait. Really? you never seen it the show, exists. or are people getting paid? I've, I've never... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, uh, a, a little bit of both, but I've never seen Game of Thrones, because it's, it's, it's too big. It's too... Everyone's going on about it. I've, I've never seen Avatar. Yeah, but that's okay. That's no good. Yeah, well, it's like huh. Smurfs meet the meets you know Pocahontas, right? But I'm, I'm, these these things, I'm not I'm not too much into the sword and sorcery things either. And then Mike was telling me a lot of things about it, and I'm like, I don't really want to be seeing that. I don't want to be seeing gratuitous things like that. So you yeah, know, there's, things, there's things that take place in a story for a reason. Andrew, Andrew, he, didn't you murder a baby in a dark oh, journey? No. Listen, I don't need you chiming in, and the the answer to that is uh, it's no. not chiming in. It's talking over the top of you. Yeah, thank you. Yes, there's uh, chiming in sounds uh, sounds uh, very polite. Um, <laughs> yeah. The answer to that is no. I don't. I didn't. No. So wait, you're not big on the high fantasy, then? Is that what you're saying? Maybe you did. Uh, it was Cassandra. It was Cassandra. I'm not really big on the high fantasy, Yoma. No, I like more. It's weird because I'm a huge Doctor Who fan, but I'm not too much into this medieval uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, Ark, a talking rock, and the river. Yeah, of I'm not it's, it's not weird at all. I, I find in my experiences, people are usually on one side or the other, not both. Mm. You finally rarely find people that are by by fantasy, by by sci-fi. You know, is that a thing? They they might be by curious, sure, but they're not. Sure. They're not. Okay, that's uh, uh, family friendly. Family friendly, folks. Sorry. Yeah, totally. Kids, totally. kids, ignore that completely. Go Iceland. Go Iceland. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. 
It's that, no, I know. I'm just not into that uh, into that kind of stuff. But hey, you know, like if you uh, if you like it, then I always say don't knock success. Absolutely. Uh, I think Game of Thrones is, and I was about to say, take it with a grain of salt. But you know, there's a lot of gratuitous this and that. There is some quality storytelling there. Um, I just I I think it's just a fun ride. It's kind of like. Pirates of the Caribbean or Pirates of the Caribbean, whichever way you prefer to say it, both are I'm acceptable. Not sure anymore, actually, I'm not sure whether I say aluminum or aluminium. I'm I've been in Canada now twenty years, so I'm very confused. Mm. There's a lot of situations like that. It's, it's very discerning, but you know, it's Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean for adults. You know, right? The, the kids go to bed. Pirates, though. I thought it was about like, is it pirates? Well, I mean, in terms of it's a fun ride, it's not really deep, it's not really smart. Oh, you're talking tone, right? Right. Not, right. Sub- not subject matter. Okay, I got you. I got you. Okay. No, I would go- yeah, I would go along with that, yeah. Though there is a little bit of swashbuckling, pirate-ish type stuff in there. I would, yeah, I would a guy with an octopus head. I would love to swashbuckle. <laughs> also... Yeah, I would love to just be able to... If, like, you know, like, what's Andrew doing? He's over. Mike says he's over there swashbuckling. I would... I would love that. I would love to swashbuckle. It does sound fun. It does sound fun. I put in some some sword fights in season two, actually, but I never got as as much in there as I as I wanted to. to. I, I quite like the idea. Is that of an owl in the background? Is what? Sorry, I heard an owl in the background. Did you hear that? No, that's an a moth. Actually, let me check on that. Hang on. <laughs> I thought I heard an owl. An owl. An owl. Before, I'll say it again. Are you on some kind of medication? No, I heard like I, I heard like a ooh ooh. It could have been. It could have been something happening. In I'm sorry. Time. I'm sorry, Andrew. Now I derailed you. I'm sorry. I oh, I'm sorry. Good job. This is not live. Uh, <laughs> thank God, this is not live. Oh goodness! What will people do? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So go Iceland. Wow. Um. Um. <laughs> Mike. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something now. Uh, just just between me and you. Okay. Um, by the internet. On the internet, yeah. There was a sighting of a Mothman the other night. Where? Uh, above the car. Above your car? Uh, Linda's. Wow. Yeah. As we're, uh-huh. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Okay, don't, don't say anything else about it. Okay. No, I, I don't, don't want to. You're finding out. Mothman. Mothman. By, by me, we call those cicadas. Have you seen cicadas up close? Um, no, no. Isn't that like a Chicky Chonga thing? They're, they're the little critters that are uh, responsible for the electrical buzzing sound that happens in the wilderness in some places. Well, uh, this partic- was the size of a man. Oh, they don't get that big. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I never saw it, but it was quite impressive by all accounts. Do you ever see the Mothman prophecies, Yoma? Absolutely, yes. Brilliant. Do you like it? I love it. Love scary, it. Scary, eh? Uh, was it scary? It was more foreboding, ominous perhaps, but it wasn't really, was it really scary? I think that I think when Indrid cold phoned Richard Gear, I found that to be quite frightening. Yes, talking to him in his hotel room, and he was telling him things that obviously only a supernatural being could tell Richard Gear. Yes, and, you know you have a career and things like that. Um, Richard Gear, your career won't be what it is today in two years. Sorry, exactly. But you're married to a Bond girl, so it's stay not- away from the gerbils, Richard. Stay- oh my god. Thank God this isn't live. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, there you go. Mothman prophecies, Wicker Man, uh, good flicks. What? Well, wait, wait, wait. Do you guys? I, I think I asked this already. But are you guys into into uh, horror? We kind of we started talking about Vincent Price. 
Yeah, who's recently passed away. <laughs> well, who's recently been... They're recently celebrating, like, they're doing a memorial and all this stuff. Okay, give me a break, okay? So, yes. But it, it's like everyone's talking about it. Well, I remember... I remember Vincent Price from a, a very funny show that was produced here in Canada, in Hamilton, actually, uh, called the... What was it called? The, the Hilarious House of Frightenstein. And Vincent Price did all these really weird uh, poems, like uh, scary poems. It was a children's show with, like, puppets and people in makeup and stuff. And it, they had Vincent Price as the guest star. So my first experience with Vincent Price was on this weird, creepy, trippy uh, children's show. Only later on did I realize that he was the star of horror films. Mm-hmm. There's really? my little Vincent Price memory because we're all remembering Vincent Price this we're week after his untimely passing. Of course, he was in. He did the <laughs> I loved him in Star Wars. Did you just see him in Star Wars? Yes, he was uh, the, the Count, right? Count, Count Dooku, right? Yeah, Count Chocula. Count Chocula. Dooku was in, um, I believe, The Wicker Man. It was interesting. Yeah, and I'm glad, that, I'm glad they got him in Lord of the Rings as well because I think he that was, was a good nice. In the Lord of the yeah. Rings. yeah, Lucy, Lucy Lee. Uh, yeah. I believe she's it's known. amazing he's done so much even to the last day I mean it's just crazy <laughs> it's really yeah but yeah. no but uh, the reason I bring up horror is because there's a horror movie I always like to recommend to people especially if you like a, a strong narrative and it's just something yeah. that will just linger with you and make you think and, and talk about it I, I think th- this is a this is true horror it's not just gory or shock value or can jump I scares to you? can I just say something yeah I'd rather you didn't tell me the movie, thank you. Why? That's derailed you, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to tell you anyway. He's just winding you up. He's Go winding on. you up. Don't let, don't don't let him. Don't let him. Go on. Go on. The name of the movie is Sinister. Now, I'm going to say, I'm going to preface this recommendation by saying that it, it, it is a found footage movie, and I know that that seems to be a big trend in uh, movies today. But uh, Sinister, that, that movie... Just the soundtrack, and you guys are audiophiles as well. Just the soundtrack. You could you could just not look at the movie at all, but if you listen to the soundtrack, it will get under your skin. It is... I don't even know how to describe it. Was this the guys who did, um... Uh, like the Saw movies? Um, James Wan and those guys? It might be. It might be. It's, it's recent, right? Uh, recent in like three to four years recent? Right. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think, because there was, like, Insidious as well, right? There was another another S. Yeah, Insidious, it's a different kind of tone. Insidious is good, but I feel like Insidious is more, like, what you'd come to expect from horror today, right? Yeah, I've, I've, I'm totally with you. Yeah, I know what you mean. There's, like, a certain formula, right? Yeah, like, I feel like now it's either over-the-top gore yes. or jump scares, or you have to have a creepy kid. Like, there's so many tropes that are just overdone. That's why, like, Sinister. Yeah. yeah, the creepy kid, you know, with, like, darkened eyes or... or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all this kind of, you know, fast cutting. So the kid's at the end of the hallway, and then there's a, a jump cut, and then they're right in front of you. And then there's yep. a sound effect, and it's scary. Um, exactly. The, um, Exorcist 3? Yes. That's the one where they find... They go to an excavation site of some sort. No, that's the fourth one. Which one was 3? Uh, the one after two. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Thank you so much. You get the slow clap. Um, I don't think you hear the slow clap. It's, uh, uh, yeah, the, the slow clap, yeah. Um, <laughs> Exorcist 3 has got George, had George C. Scott in it. 
Um, and it was a different kind of take. He played a detective, but it's got one of the scariest scenes I've ever seen. And the scene on paper would not read to be that scary at all. But the way they did it was absolutely terrifying. And it takes place in a, a hospital with a nurse. And Ooh. it brings you in on the slow burn big time. And, it, and I see it like repeated so many times when people are talking about the scariest movies and and th- and the and the, the, the you know you know clips of the scariest flicks they are, the nine times out of ten the scene from exorcist 3 is in there it's a very disturbing flick very disturbing yeah. i might have but to catch brilliant. it tonight yeah check it out man exorcist 3 watch the whole thing if you get a chance huh yeah i, I know i've seen it but i can't recall it mm. Especially, maybe because when I saw Exorcist 4, I kind of wanted to forget everything. Yeah, yeah, Exorcist <laughs> 4 was like a weird, <clears throat> yeah, it was just, it was a bit, it was a bit weird. And they released it, they released a version of it, like an alternate version that didn't even have, like, full special effects. And that was the one that I saw, because this was, this was rumored to be the best one. And the director had some disagreement with the studio, and he managed to put his version out. And I'm always fascinated by these alternate versions of things. But it wasn't very good. It wasn't very good. But the, the, the third one is, is a very scary flick. Yeah, see, that, I mean, I could go, we go down on a whole other path talking about that, but reimagining of things and remakes. Mm. I feel like they're very different. Like, I, I, I appreciate when someone says. This is the same namesake, but this is a reimagining of this film. It's not the right. same thing. Like, it, it managed that expectation, because I hate when they... Like, uh, a good example, I enjoyed this movie, Evil Dead, but the, yeah. the, the remake, to me, wasn't really, like, the original. But I get that that's the movie they originally wanted to make. Like, I feel like Evil Dead exists because... Originally, they had such a low budget, and then so many things went wrong. They said, let's just make this a dark comedy. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know what you mean. Like you, you almost felt like it. Kind of when you get someone like Bruce Campbell to be in it, you're you're taking it in that in that direction because the sequel was very the the sequel was very comedic. Yes, uh, and Army of Darkness was even more so. Like it, they they kind of worked out what to what to do, and people liked it. Um, I'll be interested to see this series they're doing, Ash versus the Evil Dead, right? Yes, and sadly, that's only coming to premium cable. Uh, it's part of the Stars Network, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think it is, but it'll, I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure it'll be um, available. But I'm just I'm interested to see, you know, the tone of it because now we've got all these really serious zombie Walking Dead kind of flicks. But Army of Darkness and Ash, it's a bit comedic. So I'll be I'll be interested to see. I think it'll be. Uh, It'll be really good. And Arnie's uh, got this new zombie flick. Have you caught wind of this, Yoma? Oh, uh, which which one is this? Well, the it, it, it's an interesting idea. It, it kind of takes... Oh, I know what you're talking about. Maggie. Yes. The, yes. One, the premise is... Uh, and, it, and it's kind of weird because in a synopsis, they kind of give away the whole thing. But it's oh. about his daughter and the slow... This, the the evolution... Like- yeah, it's, it's like basically the incubation period for her to be a zombie, I think. And I think they're in the car and he's driving and she's been bitten. And uh, she's turning. 
and uh, early uh, early praise um, for the movie is quite high. Arnie's finest hour. Wow. You know the whole idea is great. Blah blah blah. So I mean, I, I you know I I love Arnie. Uh, I do too. Not as much as his housekeeper, obviously. But, uh, <laughs> um, there's no ch- we don't have a child together or anything like that. Um, oh man, but, uh, he's I, I love him, and I, I I you know I love the Expendables and all those kind of flicks. But uh, it looks to be it looks to be quite good. There's also uh, if you like zombie stuff, and and the and, and the viewers uh, or the listeners rather or both, um, in the flesh uh, is is a brilliant show made by the BBC. Um, and it's about the premise of it is that there was a zombie outbreak in the UK. People were cured, but they still look like zombies and they're integrated back into society. Wow. A little bit of a, of a, of a segregation thing, a racial thing, because people are like, we don't trust them. They're not like us. So they play around with a lot of, uh, a lot of those themes, which make it add to the depth of it. Um, very good show, very intelligent. They have to put makeup on and wear contact lenses. There are people who uh, hide themselves away who were walkers. There are people who've murdered people's family members who are now walking around and there's like resentment. Uh, and then there are people who uh, were undead who are undead and they don't wear any makeup and they're almost like a separate group that are almost like kind of uh, almost like terrorists you know like they they commit acts in the freedom of the undead and brilliant show in the flesh um it won it got critical acclaim won loads of baftas and got cancelled by the bbc after two seasons oh Uh, boy yeah there was a big thing to bring it back which hasn't transpired but go go search it out it's even even the two even the two seasons are really a fantastic tale yeah you know, uh, I, th- I think BBC for for folks overseas is like uh, Fox for us in the States. Uh, they're really bad about canceling the fan favorites and keeping around the crap. Yeah, well, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, so far... <laughs> Mike's, Mike's just nodding his head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, Mike's uh, mm-hmm, nodding his mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I know, I know we... Anything with zombies, I don't want to hear about. Zombies, me and zombies do not get along. I'm, I'm feel very frightened. All right, so we'll bring it back. Mike from the conversation. Gotta get back, yeah. We'll take it somewhere okay. else. Let's take it somewhere where we can all discuss. I know you guys gotta go soon. <sighs> okay. But, uh... I mean, I don't even know where to start, uh... The first episode of uh, season two. I call it season two or series two. Oh, it's series two. We're it's a British season. import, baby. Okay, I know. Okay, we got a lot of flack at first when we started calling via, Doctor Who via Canada. We started, <laughs> we started calling yeah, your UK by via via pr- proxy, I guess. Yeah, UK <laughs> via proxy via people who haven't lived there for twenty years. <laughs> there you go. But yeah. but I, I still don't know how to pronounce aluminum. We can't. <laughs> And eat chicken and broccoli during podcasts, yes. With a fork. With very a... dignified, very dignified, but very noisy. Yes. But, but uh, yes, our, fe- our fellow Whovians, if you call the new series, you know, uh, Christopher Eccleston forward, and you say season, Doctor Who season yeah. one or whatever, season whatever, season X, you get a lot of, a lot of uh, crap about that. So don't do that. So, so yeah. Doctor Who Dark Journey series two, the first episode, I... I I don't know. I, I was t- so taken back. Uh, was that Susan Foreman at the very beginning? 
talking about her grandfather? Yes. After thousands of years, he's back. Yes. Yes. I had to pause it. I had to pause it. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Well, so we've got we've got uh, we've got an international cast. So we have a mix of British, uh, you know, British expats and Canadian folks as well. So Susan is played by a Canadian, so she's got a Canadian kind of flavor. But she's not, I guess, the same Susan. I think in our storyline, she's sort of a regenerated Susan. So yeah, it's oh. a different sound. It was um, it was Mike's idea. I I like I like the name Susan. Um, for some reason, and I, I do regret my parents not calling me Susan. Um, mm-hmm. But I, that 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 needs I'll a laugh. Why? I feel like I'll, I'm making an admission. I'll call you Susan <laughs> if you want. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Duncan. Okay. Yes. You're welcome. Um, so the original idea was to have um, have the character, uh, the noble project, and all this kind of business. And I just called her Susan. And and Mike said, "Why don't you make her Susan, as in Susan Foreman?" And at first, I thought, ah, I'm not really into that because I felt like it was it was kind of too much. But to be honest with you, it's it's one of the best ideas um, that I've that I've heard because once once Mike said that, it this was this was written during the 50th anniversary year, and I think it's fair to say I was kind of influenced to make it more epic uh, to to fit in with that. As you'll as you'll see, like at first, I wanted to keep it quite separate. But then I started thinking, no, it is it is Susan, but it's in a way that's not not just throwing it in there. It does make sense. And when episode two comes out, we'll see the relevance of her reappearance and the effect that it has on the doctor. So it, it serves a purpose dramatically as well. It's not just throwing it in there for the sake of doing it. You know what I mean? But yes, it is. It is Susan. And we've had quite a lot of nice response to the fact that we tried to sort of say, okay, you know, what happens when the Doctor, if if the Doctor went back, you know, William Hartnell's famous speech, which which Josh did such a great, um, um, you know, job with the with the sound engineering. The first time, um, the first time some people have have heard that scene, there were there was like a tear in their eye because uh, I think the William Hartnell thing was so strong with the fiftieth anniversary. So yes, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, because yeah, you know that that speech, thanks to the adventure in time and space, uh, Mark uh, Mark Gatiss's uh, you know brilliant audio um, you know drama you know docudrama, what do you call it? Hartnell was brought back into the mainstream, like people realized who he was and they knew that speech. So when Josh put it in, it was it was just it, it worked brilliantly. So yeah, it is it is Susan, it is the Susan, not a Susan. That I ah uh, I mean. Just listening to episode one, I felt like you're setting up so much. I mean, there's so many little nuggets I picked up on, and uh, you know, there's a little the little quip where Sherlock's like, "Oh, Doctor, you're alive," and you know, the Doctor's like, "Oh, you're truly the greatest detective." <laughs> and then there's a bit in the background, "Death is a bridge, death is a bridge," and the Doctor something about the Doctor seeing all twelve incarnations. By the way, spoilers, uh, but none of this will make sense when you listen to the first episode anyway, because yeah. this seems like. This is a puzzle piece. One of those puzzle pieces you get is so weird. You have no idea where it goes, so you set it aside, and you say, "I'll come back to you later." I know you belong somewhere in here, but I have no clue where you go right now. Mm-hmm. Sure, mm-hmm. that yeah. I mean, I think that's we we, we we like to Mike and I, you know, brainstorm a lot of scenes and 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 add things. Mike adds a lot of things to to my ideas, and and I add a lot of things to Mike and Mike's ideas. 
uh, and it ends up being this, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, but there are things in there that we don't we don't want to assume that people want to listen to an easy kind of story. We want it to we want it to be challenging. We want things in there that people go, why is death a bridge and why has the doctor survived and who are the watchers and and what happened? This I mean this noble project thing was set up in season uh, series. God knows uh, one series one. Yeah, yeah, and I'm definitely one. like. Yeah, I mean, like, and I have to, I have to say, like, even the script myself, even like the first time reading through things, I'm like, well, why is, why is this here? Why can't we do this here? And I was just like, no, no, we have to do this because something else is going to happen later on, and it does. It all ties together, and it's all there in the script. And you know, you have to. It is like puzzle pieces. There's things that happen, little touches of things here and there, where you hear a line of dialogue or something that's kind of touch on it. Really ties into and ties up things later on in the series. So what I'm saying is people have to listen to everything to make sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. All of it. Listen and re-listen. Listen, listen and re-listen on amaudiomedia.com. That's right. Go in there and check it out. Mike and I have been working on a special promotion that we want to just, uh, we want to launch um, on your fine uh, podcast, Yoma. If you listen yeah. to the first six episodes free of charge, we'll give you the seventh free of charge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You it's won't find crazy. that bargain anywhere else on the internet. You won't find well, it. Maybe yeah. on a torrent site, but yeah. Do they need yeah. a, a promo code or a coupon? Or do you, do you say coupon or, or coupon? Promo code I, is cool beans. I say aluminium. Aluminium. <laughs> aluminium. Uh, yes, but that's it. Yep. That's it. That's, we're doing that tonight. Phone in the next five minutes, and we will give buy the first episodes for nothing, and we'll give you the seventh episode for nothing. That is the best, Mike, that's the best price we've ever done, correct? I, I think that that is the best price that we've ever done, Andrew. I don't know how we can do this. Can we do this? Do we have the budget well, for this? Only for, only for Yoma, Timey Wimey, and his legions of uh, listeners. But to, his but legions I tell of you, Mike, zombie listeners, yes. Tomorrow, <laughs> we have to go back, and we've got to start making some money from this. Tonight only is the deal. Not yeah. tonight. Not tonight. Not for these fine people. Not for these fine people. We are not charging them one red cent. But no, we, we appreciate the generosity. Definitely. He's on it like red on cents. <laughs> well, it's more of a bra- it's a more of a brownish reddish yeah. brown. Brownish reddish. Yeah. yeah. I think the taste of um, copper. Um, yeah, I think Hannibal. Aluminium. Aluminium. Ba- Aluminium. Batteries. You Battery acid. Uh, yeah, I do. I hate the taste <laughs> of uh, acid. Yeah, in in the rain. Yes. So what else did you think about episode one, uh, Yoma? Yeah, yeah, tell us, tell us. I I, I just can't wait for, you know, just authentically and wholeheartedly, I just, I I can't wait for the rest of it. I mean, I might have to marathon listen to, because, I mean, it's killing me. You guys do this very bite-sized, and I'm listening to them as they come come out sometimes, and I'm like, oh, what's next? And I'm I'm impatient when it comes to that. I want to get that instant gratification, and and I want this our darkness inside the doctor and you know there's, there's a mistress tell your mistress you know i'm coming for for them like what what who, who's the mistress and who are you coming for ah oh, I, 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 my head's exploding i said it's an artist schwarzenegger first thing i'm like yeah get down yes that's yes, terrible impression i know let's pretend it didn't happen actually kevin gray um kevin gray who's our sound maestro for three and four did you Yo, you, Mike, did you did you send Yomar that that Arnie? I'm not sure if. Uh, oh, he may have. Yeah, I think I think Yomar may have heard that. We have a great uh, Arnold. Arnold Schwarzenegger does some introductions to uh, to uh, Dark Journey. 
So I did not find that one. Uh, is that on your SoundCloud? Oh, it's on our SoundCloud. I will send that out. And you know what? Just to make this even more timey-wimey, it well, might I'm... even be... Poof! It might even be at the beginning of this podcast, Yomar, if so decided. It might be. Good Ooh. work. Maybe. Ooh. Maybe. Good work. Good work. Yeah, that's Arnie. Arnie's involved in our, our production, and um, yeah. it's uh, it's a wonderful thing. It's, it's quite a bit but, of fun. Uh, but, Yomar, you won't have to wait long to find out what happens, what the conclusion of Doctor Who Dark Journey is, because next week, because this week... It's July 18th. Today is July 18th. This is the date. This is the date that it is. Everyone get on the same page here. Today is July the 18th. And next week, on July the 25th, the final Saturday of your Doctor Who Dark Journey Saturdays, we are going to find out the ending of the saga, or perhaps the beginning of a new saga for the Dark Journey Doctor. There's going to be a lot of sagas. Just play your record backwards, and you'll hear it. Well, we'll be careful doing that, Mike. Saga backwards is Agus. Oh yes. yes, Mastondas, Matindish, Matondas. Yes, but anyways, start- the uh, the finale yeah. is next week on July 25th, so everyone tune in to uh, the Tangent Bound podcast, because it's going to be on there. The episode will play live on there, just like the episode played live on this podcast today yeah. on July 18th of the Timey Wimey Tea Time podcast, which I enjoyed. Brilliant, Mike. That's absolutely yeah. fantastic. There's a lot Lost of souls. A lot of time. Why me? Sound design. <laughs> sound design by uh, Levi Considine and um, Adam, as well. Yes. 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 Exactly. Adam. Um, Adam Lambert. Maroon Five. Maroon Five. Yeah. All the kids are listening to uh, Maroon Five. That's um, what I hear. So uh, yeah. Well, in my head, um, <laughs> Yoma, what did you think of the? Um, the scene uh, with the dogs and the balloon and uh, what's that guy called again, Mike? The guy who ends up getting eaten. Oh, uh, Benedict Waters. Benedict, Benedict Waters. Waters. Yeah. Did you like yeah. that scene? Mike let me let me tell you a funny story. And again, I, I don't want to keep you guys much longer. Cause I know we've gone along, but we're, I hope we're all having fun. Oh, we are. But not really now. Fun fun story. I was listening to that that episode again today. And I had my studio monitors on. I had them blasted pretty high. My family was not home, so I was able to be in the man cave slash studio with no ambient noise. And when the dog part came about, I thought there was a, a pack of, of wild dogs outside. And I was freaking out. I was looking at, did they get inside the house? I, I was, I'm not kidding. I was literally freaking out. I thought there was a wild dog, a pack of wild dogs in the house. It sounded so realistic. Well, that's it does. Uh, it, yeah, uh, full Joshua full credit Hem- to uh, yeah Joshua Hemming, our sound designer. There was and there were the acoustics. The acoustics we, were perfect. And that, yeah, we well, wanted it to sound. He's brilliant. Yeah, we wanted it to sound really deadly and really scary like that. There was like and the bit where the 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 actor's throat, Paul Thomas Mann, where's man's where his throat is getting torn open. We're like more blood, more blood, Josh, more blood. So. <laughs> Yeah, Josh, we're all about. Josh described it as a as a gad, a grisly audio death. Oh man, that's he great. Recorded it. He was all over it, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna do that. There's gonna be like loads of dogs and and all this kind of stuff." And um, yeah, because the the whole idea obviously is that is the dogs are are possessed by the same kind of force, the Illuminatus force, but in a very minor way. They're like they watch. And for anything on the streets, and it's got that possessive quality to it. Um, and they hone yeah. in on high emotional states. Is that correct? 
yes, exactly, exactly. That's yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. Um, I like that. That's really cool. It's good to it's good to because um, most of the stuff is yeah. We love Dark Journey. We love the music. <laughs> so the theme's really cool. So it's good to have someone who actually remembers little bits of the script because sometimes Mike and I forget them. Oh, I know how it is. Yeah, <laughs> all over it, man. Yeah, you know a little quote. You certainly know more than we do. <laughs> and, and, and back to the dogs. One yeah. of the barks sounded like one of my dogs, and I was about to scream at him. I said, "Shut up! I'm trying to listen to the show." Shut up, for God's sake! Don't murder <laughs> anybody there. Don't keep away from that bonesman. <laughs> uh, it, it's excellent, uh, excellent writing, excellent sound engineering. Uh, I love what you guys are doing. I, I love that we're doing this collaborative partnership, this Absolutely. friendship. More importantly. Uh, I feel like I've known you guys for forever. Uh, we both, uh, we all, we all have uh, issues with uh, staying on topic, which is great. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, we're on it. We're on a road to somewhere, but we don't know where it is. <laughs> Rice cakes, Iceland. Visit Iceland. Rice cakes are good with a nice caramel glaze. All right, before you guys yeah, leave, yeah, yeah. Be- before you guys leave, caramel or caramel? Oh, caramel. Well, oh, definitely caramel. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm, we're, we're on the same page. sounds just, like, weird. Yeah. I liked, I liked everything he did with Sylvester McCoy. I thought he was good. Andrew Carmel? Oh, Andrew Carmel. Yeah, he was a Canadian... Um, good yeah, call. Delicious. 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 delicious Doctor Who. Showrunner, yeah. <laughs> Doctor Who, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Cartmel. Yeah. Cartmel. So, go Iceland. Yeah. Sly McCoy being the uh, most self-aware doctor because he wears the infamous sweater. Yes. yes. Yeah, he might be. But but Tom Baker had question marks on his shirt in season 18. Yeah, because he wasn't sure about doing it. That's true. No. Yeah, and he probably should have maybe, yeah, not done season 18. Uh, yeah, well, no, season 18 was good. It was better than Holmes and Nymon. Well, if you compare all of season 18 to Hor- Horns of Nymon, sure. Well, I suppose so. Yeah. Yomar, uh, have you ever, met, have you ever uh, met a doctor? Uh, face to face? I have a rash on my elbow, help me. I mean, an actual, like, you know, a doctor. The, no, uh, I think I've been in close proximity, but never actually shook hands with one. There's been lots oh. of conventions where I've, 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 I've breathed the same air. Hmm. Yeah, but I was trying really hard not to be that fan. It's like, oh my god, oh my god! <laughs> right, right. You know? Which doctor was it? Um, there was two. There was Tom Baker, and I believe oh, who was the other one that I saw? Ah, uh, um, Peter Davison. Peter Davison. Okay. Yeah. Well, where was this? Where was this? This was at a convention years ago. And I and I, like I mean it's become a blur because I go out to so many conventions. If I I, I kind of pinpoint the exact one, I'm I'm really bad with that. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> like know. like uh like two months ago I went to uh, actually it was four months ago now. Uh, gosh, time flies by. No, wow, this is October. Yeah, see, I have no concept of time. That's, I'll be a good time lord because of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right yeah. on. I'll right be on, a good right doctor, on. but uh, but I, I went to the Walker Stalker Con and. I met a bunch of people there from The Walking Dead and other other things, and I, I couldn't remember half of the people's names if I tried. I'm <laughs> terrible when it comes to that. And I interviewed some of those people. <laughs> Did you meet uh, Andrew Lincoln? Yeah, I met Andrew Lincoln. I met uh, Norman Reedus, who's really nice. Uh, of course, now they've tightened up the security because it shows you know the number one show on, on television. 
uh, their 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 agents and their, their PR people and the security people are like real jerks. But like if you catch them alone, like the best thing about those events is catching those folks outside of the venues because then they, they tend to be very friendly. Right. Uh, Melissa McBride, I love the actress. Uh, not on the, not very much on the friendly side. She's Carol on the on the show, by the way. For anyone who's curious, that goes as far as listeners. I know, I know you guys know. Yeah, I know. I know Carol. She's got the short hair, right? Yes, yes. Her her character has evolved quite a bit. I've um, yeah. I haven't. I I like the I like the show, but I haven't seen it. I think I have episode. I think I have season four to catch up on. Uh, I still want to see what's going on with Morrissey, the governor, running around there because he's mm-hmm. kind of flipped. Yes. And Mike confessed to me that you guys are not caught up yet. No. Well, we we watch it slowly, but I don't. It's got, it's got the Z people in it. I don't think that's going to be very good for Mike. No, I don't. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to know about that. You don't want to know people? Z people? Oh, the Z people. Oh, okay. Well, they don't call them. They don't call them the Z word on that show. They call them walkers. No, no, they don't. Yeah. So you you can watch it. Yeah, go on. And that's a good point. So, uh, so Mike, is it is it the what they're called, or I, I imagine it's more of what they do. Oh, I think it's what they do and what they, uh, um. They eat flesh. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Well, it's this show good. is not at all. Flesh is not is. And then they make you eat flesh if they eat you. Yeah, it's a bad. It's like a bad. very bad case of herpes. It's a gift that keeps on giving, and yeah. you don't want that gift. Yeah, I know what you mean. A guy, uh, I, there was a guy in London once uh, at a restaurant, and he said to me, uh, "He said, come over here. He said, you want to try this?" And uh, it was chicken, and I, I tried it, and it broccoli just tasted like, just tasted like human flesh. Oh boy. Mm. Yeah, don't ever. I yeah, was, I thought that was. You see, once again, another crap joke. I, I'm so sorry. Don't eat. That. Don't eat meat offered by strangers, and don't drink wine made by people with purple feet. I've learned that long, that is, long that ago. I actually have a rash on my on my feet as uh, as I'm speaking to both of you. Are they purple? No, Your but they're feet? not getting no. eaten by people either. Oh. No, no. Oh, okay. So, so Walking Dead, by the way, is not very much about zombies. More about the. The zombies have become less and less about the show, like yeah. part of the show. It's more yeah. about the human drama. The, the, the that's the real. Less and less about uh, about compelling stories for the first six episodes. <laughs> um, it's about far- more... life on the farm. That's okay. Life, life on the farm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, let's get some. Uh, let's get some tomatoes. I don't say tomato. Yeah, little um, house on the prairie. It worked for little house on the prairie. Yeah, it worked for it worked for them. Mm-hmm. That was good, but I expected a little bit more. But I actually, I actually um, read. That Did you guys hear about Michael Landon? Michael Landon. Yeah. What about him? Yeah. I heard. Oh, I heard he, he passed away. He Did he die? Yeah. yeah, he died, and and Yoma's celebrating it. <laughs> I, I'm celebrating it. Uh, you know, in a special yeah. commemoration. Yeah, he's commemorating. I love Michael Landon in yeah. Back to the Future. He's oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, go yeah. Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I know you gotta go. So, so some last plug. Any, anything you want to say uh, to wrap the title up? Uh, uh, Yoma, yes. Hang on, enough now. Zip it for a second. Okay. So hang on. You notice how Yoma's pulling the uh, when people come around to your house and you want them to go? Eh, okay. So who wants coffee? No, no, no. I do not want you to go. Listen, I know, I know your game, Lopez. <laughs> 
he's giving it all that. So you guys, I know you, I know you're busy and and all this what, kind of well, stuff. I'm gonna put, yeah. I'm gonna throw Mike. Lopez, Lopez being a gracious I throw. Lopez checks his text messages. Yes. Oh yeah. Mike's yeah. letting me know. You know. He says, I, you got to wrap it up. I, 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 I'm, I'm enjoying this, but I really got to go. So I'm trying to tie it up. This is, yeah, this is great. This is great. I mean, yeah, thanks for having us on. It's, uh, it's, 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 uh, good, it's good fun. It's good fun. And we do. We have to do, we have to do a, a weekend, uh, a full episode with you where we sit down and do a full timey-wimey. Yeah, we'll come up with the topics together. We could, yeah. we could pull yeah, yeah, from yeah. – we talk about creative writing because, you know uh, – we all do a little bit of creative work. I do ghostwriting. I, I do uh, storyboarding for video games. I do all kinds of freelance yeah, yeah, projects. Yeah. We talk about our different experiences. It'll be fun. That'll be uh, great. And you guys do like the screenwriting. That's a whole different process. I haven't done too much of that. Uh, that that's really an undertaking. I can only imagine how many takes you guys have to do to get the, the tracks right. And file management. I think you guys hinted upon it. The file management process was a nightmare at first mm-hmm. until you get, got a system for it, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a system. Yeah, there's a system. Yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Multiple names and files and uh, different exports and um, different programs to open said files. Yes, there's uh, a multi-layered system. Hey, hey, Charmy, did we record this scene? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Where's the dialogue? Can you find it? No. Do you want to record it in the toilet? Yeah, okay. Let's do it. So, so one thing I want to ask before you guys go, <laughs> in your opinion, would you say that uh, the, oh, the dark curtain is lifted? <laughs> the, 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 the... <laughs> Folks, do not text people while you're on the can, and, and if you do, don't let them know because that really will yeah, no. that throws some people off. You're oh, right. Yeah. Though that is where some of the best communication and brainstorming takes place, to be honest. Mm. But all right, would you guys say that? Uh, Dark Who's journey. The toilet. Who's reading in the toilet? By the way, is anyone reading in the toilet? No, no, you're texting in the toilet, not reading. Right. I've it's never read the thing. toilet in my. Who are these guys with newspapers in the toilet? Yeah, once in a while, maybe. But I do podcasts in the, on the can. It, it frees yeah, up I'm, my hands. I'm just saying. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. dark journey. Would you guys say it's a good entry point for people that have heard? About Doctor Who, because you know, some people say Doctor Who is mainstream, but it's not at all. It's still very much a niche thing. It's growing, it's become more popular, but I still feel like it's very much a niche thing. And I love that you guys interconnect to so many words, e- worlds, and you have the mythos of different properties. You have Sherlock, you have Doc- uh, Doctor Who, you have other kind of things, other fandoms kind of worked in there, little Easter eggs, if you will. Do you think it's a good entry point to introduce people into that into the world of Doctor Who? Maybe uh, attract new viewers, new listeners, and whatnot. Uh, Mike, you want to lead off with that, bro? Yeah, um, I think so. I think that um, there's enough touch. There's enough kind of touch points in there that's um, enough of the classic, enough of the, the the new Who stuff. But I think you could very much just listen to it as an audio play and just enjoy it as an audio play. I think that we set up the characters sufficiently enough so you kind of get to know, you know, who the Doctor is and who Sherlock is and who some of the other characters are, even if you didn't know anything about them. So I think there's definitely enough in there to to get you hooked from Dark Journey, but. Um, you know, and and for the fans of those genres and those series that are out there already, I think it's even more of a draw, which has been a real beneficial thing to us because it's about characters that people already know and love. And I think that you know, through the script and through the acting, we've uh, we've respected those characters and what they what they are. Well, you know, putting our own unique spin on them, but we haven't uh, we haven't changed them too much. You know, they're they're still the characters that you know and love. 
Oh yeah, did you know and love? Yeah, no, I, I think it's. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that we we wanted to do something that people could jump on with. I I, w- I would probably say if anyone hasn't listened to the first season or series, whatever, I would say that would be where you would jump on. I'm not exactly sure starting from. Mm, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. We wanted just we did we wanted to dump. Um. A lot of the 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 mythos. Uh, sorry, that's that's a guy, a, a Greek guy who paints walls at my office. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> they, no, it's true. He says, "Hey, hey, hey watch you." He's, he works in the in the car park, and I went to my car once, and he's like, "Hey, hey, watch the paint, watch the paint." And I'm like, "No, it's fine. Hey, if you get the paint on you, it don't dry, it don't dry." And he shouted up at me, and he was a nice guy, but he was so paranoid. I was going to get paint on me. Um, you sound a lot like Borat, by the way. A little bit like oh, that was my Greek. Uh, that's why. That's why I've never done a, a Greek doctor. <laughs> you know. Um, but anyway, uh, it, that would be the place. But we didn't want to mire it with heaviness and everything else. We got into a little bit of that in season two, but it, it, we like to think it worked and it wasn't just self-indulgent kind of stuff. So, but thank you for saying that because we wanted to keep it light. We wanted people to come in and go, oh. Here's, here's a doctor, here's a detective, and they're off on something. We don't necessarily need to know about the the shows or the history of both. Yeah, yeah, we didn't get mired down in, oh, you know, is the Doctor New Doctor the 13th or the 14th or the 18th Doctor or whatever, yeah. you know, worry about, where does this fit in in the chronology? Is this... Which I was about... Which I was about to ask you. I was about to ask you guys yeah. that. I said, "No, you know what? Timing why I meet doesn't matter. It fits in wherever you want it to. <laughs> wherever you, wherever it's a. You know what? I mean, at the end of the day, like Andrew and I always say, it's a story about a guy traveling around in a phone box in space yeah. and so time. So you can kind of, yeah, you can kind of go with that wherever you want to. Really, yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I just, mean, the show, the show itself doesn't really respect its own." Uh, chronology or canon or you know a correct order of things so you know I think it's I think it's okay to have fun with it yep. and um, yeah well you know and I think your show as much as the source material it is, is very much an experience where it's very good episodically and it's also good as a whole so holistically and as a you know episode oh, by episode you. I think it's great so you know yes you, yeah. you guys have done a great job Thank you, thank you. Well, I mean, there's more. We had a great reception, which was very kind, to uh, uh, Season 2, Episode 1, Legend of the Beast. Uh, And Mike and I, we're in a position now where we can say people, they like that, and and we'd like to think we can look after those people, and we've got something that builds on it every episode. And um, uh, certainly the case of The Poison Sky, which is uh, the next episode, or maybe a past episode, depending on the timey-wimey aspect. Mm-hmm. But there's lots in this that will make people go, oh, I didn't... There's more moments like the Doctor flipping out at the end of episode one, basically throwing waters to a rather grisly death. There's more of those moments... Uh, as certainly as we move through episodes two, three, uh, etc. Oh, man, I can't wait. So, uh, yeah. anything else you guys want to plug before we uh, part ways? Uh, uh, well, uh, no, no, Mike? Well, uh, just that if people want to listen to the series, they can check us out on iTunes, or they can visit our website. It's amaudiomedia.com, and we're on all your favorite audio platforms 
players. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher. We're on Player FM. We're everywhere. We're on cassette tape. Just look us out and you'll find yeah, us. We're on cassette Google tape. us. We're, we're on, on cassette broken tape now, USB. So. We're on broken USB <laughs> uh, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and if, if people want to... Artwork we've got. Mike, is that new mm-hmm. artwork up from our genius, our resident genius? Well, by the uh, July the 18th, which is today, the day that we're talking about Doctor Who Dark Journey for the episode yeah. Lost Souls, which has just aired on the Timey Wimey Tea Time podcast. Yes. Yes. Yes, there's some fast, fantastic art out uh, on our website and uh, on all of our partner websites like uh, Geeky Antics um, by uh, Steve Andrew, uh, some Steve fantastic Andrew. poster artwork. Yeah, and uh, a bunch of other talented artists as well who've uh, really contributed a lot to the project. So yeah. definitely check that out. You can find all that on our website. And also, if people want to get in touch, they can uh, visit us on Facebook. Our Facebook is uh, Facebook slash AM Audio Media. Uh, and you can also send us a message on. Um, Did we lose Mike? I don't know. Oh, we're on. Oh, are we there still? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, what? here. Oh, you're, you're still there. So I was just saying, if people want to get in touch, we're on Twitter as well, AM Audio Media on Twitter. There we right. go. <laughs> yes. He's back, Yoma. He's back. Back just in time. Well, thank you thank so much, you. guys. And uh, yeah, You know what? Thanks for everything, Yoma. Thanks for your uh, wonderful uh, hospitality and your <laughs> encouragement. I don't know why you're laughing. Uh, I'm yeah. laughing because uh, I, I remember... When we started this off, we said, this is, you know, we're going to have a brief, you know, 20-minute discussion, and we're at an hour, 24 minutes. <laughs> we're all about value, or just talking well, books. Well, we had to get that stuff in about salt. We had to get that stuff in about white on rice as well. There's yeah. a lot of quality yeah. in, th- in this episode, I would say. Oh, yeah. But, uh, Somewhere. Thing, and I always say the same thing, you know, thanks for everything. Thanks for having an interest. Uh, we do want to we put something together which is uh, interesting for the fans that they're going to get something from because you know it's a lot of work but we get a lot from it but th- there's nothing 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 better than meeting new people and um you know you know friends dare i say uh it's great so that's you know much love to your listeners much love to you my friend thanks for just you know i think you're a bit of a kindred spirit but thank you very much absolutely i definitely get that feeling and again you guys are always welcome here on the Geeky Antics Network and, and uh, also our extended family over at All Games. Of course, yes. Thank you. Yes, thank you. All right. Have a good night, guys. Thanks very thank much. You. Thanks, Go. Yomar. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a grain of salt. Speak to the short Grain of salt. Grain of salt. Grain of salt. Yeah. Grain of salt, yeah. All right. Oh man, those guys! Uh, great guys. I, I'm. I don't know. You could probably hear it. I have a very toothy smile right now. Uh, how do I follow that up? And I, I don't know if I can. Uh, I, originally, I did want to do a uh, a special vlog uh, to cover the e three. I may still do that, but since we're already doing the live broadcast and we're recording this episode, I may just uh, have some quick impressions of what struck me most from E3, um, and, and, and uh, a lot of us here on Geeky Antics and uh, All Games, we, we kind of called this, that this E3 was going to be one where we will be finally wowed, finally see the next gen of consoles come into play, and, and see the impossible happen. Uh, for example, people kept saying, you know, the, the Xbox One, 
um, won't be uh, won't be uh, doing backwards compatibility ever. It's impossible. Well, now it it will uh, play Xbox 360 games, and they're gonna add more and more. It's only starting off with about a library of 20 to 30 games, but they're gonna add more and more to the compatibility list. I think, th I think this is fantastic, and. You know, for those that, that said it was not going to happen and were telling me and others that were stupid, ah, we told you so. You got to believe. It's just a smart play. What's the best way to get someone to adopt a platform or transition or upgrade? You know, well, have them take their existing content with them. Imagine if you bought a, uh, a, a new media player. I know uh, MP3 players, media players are not as big anymore because of tablets and phones. But imagine if they still were. You know, the iPods and all the things of the world. Uh, the, the Nomad jukeboxes, if, if anybody remember those. The iRivers and whatnot. Um, CD players. But imagine if, you ha if you're getting a media player. But when you upgrade to it, it you lose all your music. Or... It only supports specific formats. So automatically, you start off with about 5% of your existing library. Not a very smart move, but for this console generation, it seems like everybody thought that was a smart idea. It's like, oh, let's get rid of backwards compatibility. Um, so I'm glad that Microsoft is doing right by that. But even more, what really surprised me was Shenmue 3. It's already funded. They already hit the stretch goal. This is a game that you know, was not going to be made through conventional means because they said there wasn't a, a demand for it, but the fans have uh, voted with their wallet. I think it's at over $2.5 or $3 million funding so far. Um, we saw Fallout 4, Showstopper. I mean, to me, and I may be a bit of a fanboy, but after watching Bethesda's press conference, uh, or press event, Sunday evening, this past Sunday evening, which was, what's today? So the 16th, it was the 14th, and then Microsoft's uh, press event on the 15th, I was like, I'm done. I I've seen everything I need to see. I'm excited. Gears of War 4, uh, Gears of War Ultimate Edition, and the beta's being, where we've been invited to the beta on that. You might still be able to sign up if you're listening to this in time, uh, gearsofwar.com, uh, and The Division, um, which if I'm not mistaken, it's going to be Xbox One exclusive, or at least time exclusive. Um, and I think exclusivity is a, is, a, is a stupid thing to do that now anyway. Uh, but it's going to be a time exclusive at least. Um, and uh, what? Oh, gosh. I'm, not, I'm missing a big one. And Doom 4. Fantastic. Another amazing thing, though. No, no. There's an end there. Another amazing thing. The Rare Legends Collection. Rare, a company responsible for so many fantastic games. Even as recent as uh, three, Xbox 360, they did... Uh, I think they did the Perfect Dark Zero. I think they did um, the Viva Pinata games, which are actually guilty pleasures. I can't lie, they're really fun. Um, they did Party Party Animals and what's the other one? The Garden Paradise, whatever it's called, where it's kind of like a farm simulator, Pokemon type thing. It's hard to describe. It's, it's, it's really neat. Um, and then going back to the 8 bit days, they did uh, Battletoads and Battletoads and uh, Battletoads. I mean, I saw, I'm just going to keep saying Battletoads. I know people like Conqueror's Bad for a day and all this other stuff. But I'm, I'm a huge Battletoads fan. So 30, 30 bucks for this thing, for 30 of what they themselves sat down together and said, what are the best games we've made, what are fan favorites, and what are games that we don't have to worry about license fees. Like uh, Donkey Kong Country, they obviously can't 
put that in the collection because that's a Nintendo property, even though they they developed it. So they kind of found that overlap and they found a sweet spot. It's gonna be Battletoads, Arc- not just the Battletoads NES game, but it's gonna be a Battletoads Ar- um, arcade game that a lot of people don't don't know existed. And this gonna they're gonna these are gonna be remakes, uh, HD ports wherever possible, and they're gonna have additional features. There's gonna be 10K in achievement points. My cat's meowing in the background. What's going on, Blue? Uh, <laughs> 10K in achievement points. And they're going to add extra things to the games, like uh, in Battletoads, they're adding a challenge mode where you could do the rat race, the speed racer segment, over and over again, like an endless speed racer thing, to see how long you can survive. That sounds insane, and yeah, I want to participate in that. So, um, once I get my Xbox One streaming working, because let me tell you, the, the Twitch app for Xbox One is poop. Yeah, if it doesn't, sometimes you get random errors. You gotta, apparently, you gotta uninstall the app, disconnect Xbox from the Twitch.tv site. Uh, sometimes you gotta reset your stream key, which if, I don't know why that, that would be necessary if you could already stream from other platforms. It, it's silly. Um, and then you have to delete the save data, then uninstall the app, and then reinstall it and repeat the whole process in the other direction and connect Xbox and activate that. And, it's broadcasting from a console. Like for people, people talk about PC how it's complicated, and the reason consoles will always have a leg up is because they're they're simple, um, they're convenient, and it's a uniform experience. Uh, you know what? That's becoming less and less the fact now. It was easier for me to set up streaming on the PC and on the console, not so much. So hopefully, I get that going because with the Xbox 360 backwards compatibility and the great games coming out. Oh man, I'm gonna be streaming from console a lot more, and my cats are being adventurous right now. So I just want to talk a little bit about E3, and I think that's pretty much all I have. I'll probably have something more substantial um, in the future vlogs. I do want to mention that one of the things I'm looking to do. Uh, you may have noticed that the I haven't been doing my personal vlog, my Geektastic vlog. Or uh, the Gang Minute, which is the Network's vlog. I'm thinking about doing something. I don't know if I want to call it Geeky Antics Radio or Geeky Antics Daily. It won't be daily, obviously, but it'll at least be more frequent. Where it'll just be a vlog slash podcast where we'll just get a quick show out and say, Hey, this is breaking news. Uh, this is, these are the things in our minds. Did you see this? Because I'm realizing it's a lot easier for me to just record or stream than it is to getting around to writing an article. Because when it comes to writing, I'm kind of a perfectionist. And my editorial calendar right now is insane. I'm actually reviewing some games right now. Um, some are paid review- reviews. Some of them are free. Um, and uh, I got to get that stuff done. And then I got stuff that I'm doing for Geeky Answers Network. And I have my uh, clients, the ones that help pay the, more of the bills. And, you know, life happens. Um, but there's so much I want to bring to you guys. There's so much uh, we want to do. Uh, we have other collaborators. You just heard AM Audio Media with Andrew Chalmers and uh, Mike uh, Tamburo, um, or M.A. Tamburo, as he also goes by. Uh, great guys. Uh, but we also have other folks uh, like uh, Gods of Mayhem, uh, Jinx, uh, Shiny Prince, um, High Res Studios, uh, Blizzard has been really supportive of what we're doing. Um, 
and, and just lots of f folks that are either partnered up with us or have supported us in some small way or, or sponsored us formally. I know I'm missing a lot of people and I've not forgotten about you. For a full list, geekyantics.net forward slash sponsors. Uh, make sure you uh, check out the wonderful people that make uh, our dreams and visions and all this wonderful stuff happen. But um, I feel like I'm forgetting someone. Uh, one of the yeah, actually, one of the other things I want to do, I want to kind of rally, and, and and I think if we can rally the community, if we can get Microsoft to integrate podcasts into the console, I'm surprised no one has been talking about this. We need to make this a thing. I've listened to a lot of podcasts, and no one is really pushing for this. Because I guess they're happy with YouTube and all that stuff. But what about for the rest of us? And why it's something we could listen to? while we're writing something or coding or developing a website, whatever we're doing where we can multitask, it would be nice to have a podcast app built into our console. Maybe we're playing a game we don't want to listen to the soundtrack of that game. Why not have it so that you could just pop in uh, Stitcher or uh, tune in radio, snap it. I'm surprised. I, 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 don't think that's not, I don't think that's a thing. And I've looked on a... Uh, on, uh, on the um, app store for the Xbox One, and I don't think I've seen Stitcher or TuneIn Radio in there. That seems like a missed opportunity. Uh, Zune is no longer a thing. They have Xbox Music, but when you go to the Xbox Music app, finding a podcast, good luck. And we used to be part of the Zune Marketplace, but uh, I don't know how to find us. Uh, I'm have to. Con I do have a, a inside person on Microsoft. I hope they're still there. They responded a few months ago, so hopefully we'll see. We'll see how we can figure it out. Because uh, they've restructured everything. Everything now kind of like the Xbox brand. Uh, they're consolidating their brands. But, you know, it, it makes sense. They're really standing by their brand, and I'm excited. Th there's a lot more they revealed at E3, and I know I'm rambling on. But um, I'm looking at my notes over here. Yeah, listen to the notes. I like how Andrew kept asking me, are you on something? Like, no, I'm just, I'm normally like this. Uh, silly, and I say things to get people to laugh and, and poke fun at me. You know, have, have a laughing bag, but that's okay. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. But, uh... Oh, man, I keep saying, but, um, but, um... That's my thing. Some people say, um, I say, but, um... E3, E3. What else? What else was revealed? The, the Division is really... What, something that a lot of people were... Excited about. I mean, Fallout 4, absolutely... Super excited. I, I, there are very few games that will get me as excited as the Fallout series, the Doom series, or the Mass Effect series. That's like where I become a total fanboy. Gears of War is close to that, but not as close. Gears, to me, Gears is only as fun as the friends you have actively playing it. Once friends stop playing it, it's not as fun. Like I wouldn't sit down and play Gears myself. But I'll get lost in Fallout. I'll get lost in Doom. You know, I'll get lost in... Uh... Oh my gosh, I forgot what else I said. Mass Effect, thank you. Which Mass Effect 3, by the way, has a very, very good multiplayer component. Very, very good. I mean, even not to, uh, even till not too long ago, they they were still developing content for that. Uh, so <laughs> it's crazy. Free content, free content. We need to see more of that. There's a lot of greed in the console space. They talk about uh, making people feel like fr uh, first-class citizens, but you know, put your money where your mouth's at. So, Last Guardian was revealed. People didn't think that was ever going to come to light. So, they're actually going to have that game come out finally. It came out of development hell, apparently. 
Final Fantasy VII. A lot of people were shocked by the remake, and I know it's still e- years out. Apparently, I'm not shocked. It, it seems like, I mean, come on, let's be honest. Uh, PlayStation might as well be called a port station. <laughs> they, they just keep uh, bringing these remakes and re- HD remasters and whatnot. And that's fine. It gives people a chance. They realize they get they have a lot of new players that came from. Ex- the Xbox side or maybe even PC side because they got fed up with stuff there or they preemptively jumped the gun. You know, especially particularly when Microsoft uh, said things they didn't like, even though it was the same thing Sony was saying, but they were being quiet about it, or, you know, things that Sony was doing, but it was part of, it was part of their policy, but they were quiet about it. Oh, Microsoft's bad for doing that. We wouldn't do something like that. Hey, hide that contract. Hide that policy. Don't let them know. Eh, this, I love the gaming industry. It's so, it's, it's so funny. People, so many people left some of my friends were, like sent me messages on Xbox Live like, I'm sorry, man, I, I only use my 360 or my Xbox One as a media player. I do most of my gaming on, on the PS4 now. Or, you know, it's like, okay, good for you. <laughs> Interestingly enough, those are the same people that I never get to play video games with. They're always doing like their own thing. It's weird. Like, I think that I feel like Sony's very good to catering to single player experiences, but when it comes to multiplayer, Xbox all the way, they've always had the better infrastructure for that. But that's just me. Maybe I'm being a fanboy. Uh, Doom 4. Let's talk about Doom 4. Let's talk about Fallout 4. Let's talk about Fallout. I don't even know where to start. Fallout 4, it's Fallout 3. Looks better. People have said it was graphically underwhelming. I don't know. Sure. Who cares about graphics? It's a fun game. It's got a creative mode. The Xbox One and PC versions will support mods, community content. It's got tons of crafting. You could break down anything and break it into resources that you need for crafting. You could build things. You could renovate buildings, make hideouts. Um, you get a dog again. Hopefully, you can keep the dog alive. They have a fr- and uh, there's another thing we call. We said it was gonna. People were saying it was a 2016 release. No, holiday 2015, November 10th to be exact. Fantastic. Doom 4 coming out spring next year, I believe. Maybe sooner. I, f- I forget the exact date on that. But Doom 4, oh, they took it back to the roots. Arcade shooter all the way, super fast pace, visceral. They're not trying so much to be scary, but it definitely has that foreboding sense, the, the ambiance of it all. Um, and that's great. I mean, Doom 3, people ride on it because it was a quarter shooter. And I think it was a great game, but I think they tried maybe too hard to make it scary. But this goes back to the roots. Uh, the, the maps feel a lot more open, though. So I think they, I hope they have a good blend of corridor-style shooting and then, like, very open maps. Because uh, that's what Doom did, and that's what Doom 2 did really well. Oh, so excited. And they're going to have, just like Fallout 4 is going to have custom, uh, mods... Doom 4 is going to have Snap Map, a, a, a built-in map editor where you can not just make maps, but you could also make custom experiences, co-op modes, PvP modes, and, and silly things. Oh. oh, I'm so excited. So anyway, i got to wrap it up. It's really hot. Our uh, central air unit broke down. I am sweating into my eyeballs, and not a very good time, so I'm going to go get some fresh air. And uh, for those of you who don't know me, you know what that means. <laughs> but no, seriously, I need to get out of here. Appreciate you guys so much. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this very special episode of Timey Mommy Tea Time. I think at the end of this, I'll just plug in. Yeah, I should have more than enough time to plug in the first, the next episode, 
I talked to uh, Mike about this. So you might hear through the power of Timey Wimey, you'll hear, you know, uh, the next episode or one of the episodes on the Doctor Who Dark Journey saga. Or you may not. Who knows? Time travel is too complicated. I may have done it and then gone back and changed it and told myself not to do it. And then I removed it. And then it created a vortex. Who knows? We shall see. But either way, make sure you go over to amaudiomedia.com. Check them out. Uh, we also are in the process of changing our uh, podcast feeds. Migrating the podcast is going to be a huge undertaking. Um, I want to get a lot of these things natively because a lot of the third-party things we've used have been bad experiences uh, one way or another. So I'm trying to figure out how to do it without being disruptive with everything because it's... Uh, Google shut down a lot of their services, and a lot of the podcast hosts shut down their services. Uh, we use uh, RSS feed aggregation, so we get multiple feeds into one f- feed to make it easier for people. Uh, that's what we do with part with the Geeky Antics Foundry project, which is basically where we take all our favorite podcasts that are syndicated through Geeky Antics Network, and also our flagship shows, and put them together in one feed. And every now and then, I change up the shows on there so I could, uh, so we can uh, expose you guys to the wide breadth. Breath, breath of content on the Geeky Answer Network, but it, it it's being discontinued, and they kind of they're gonna they give us like two weeks notice or something slightly like that, and then it's gonna be read only, and we won't be able to make any changes, and then they're gonna discontinue the month after. It's a very poor play. I guess they figure no one's really using it, so no one's gonna complain about it. Well, you know what? There's a lot of people using it because it's a great service. Uh, Google did the same thing. It's like, oh, we're discontinuing all of the Google Labs projects because these are just things that we were testing out and playing with. Uh, but th- these are not core services. We're focusing on our, the core of our business. Okay, it's not like you're really actively maintaining these things and devoting a lot of resources to them. But all right. So anywho, that's a little bit of Gigantic's business. Uh, I want again. I want to thank again, AllGames.com, AM Audio Media. And all our wonderful sponsors, geekyantics.net forward slash sponsors. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Geeky Antics. Uh, Twitter, Geeky Antics. Tumblr, Geeky Antics. You see, uh, uh, there's, a, there's a pattern here, I think. Twitch.tv forward slash Geeky Antics. Um, and I think that covers everything. Alright, I'm heading out of here. And now it's time for our wonderful outro. Thank you so much, guys. This has been Time Wami Tea Time, episode 29. Recorded on June 16th to be aired possibly this Saturday, the 20th, maybe even Thursday as well. And then officially the regularly scheduled time, Saturday, the 27th. That's probably going to create a lot of confusion. So we shall see. Take it easy, guys. Appreciate you. And event, leave us voicemail 206 415 4987. 206 and email us twtt at net. twtt at net. We'd love to hear your thoughts and we'd love to hear your wonderful voices. Oh yeah. Peace. We thank you. We thank you for every crumb, biscuit and cake you bring to the table because Doctor Who belongs to all of us. What you bring to the timey-wimey tea time in your live chat participation, comments, likes, shares, tweets and voicemail all of it means the world to us. Love, true love, never fails. Do you like it? If you like what we're doing, well, 
Tell us, for God's sake. Shout it from the rooftops at geekyantics.net or call it in. 206-415-4987. That's 206-415-4987. That's it. Bless you. So long. And thanks for all the fish. But on, it won't be that long. Just a wee while. Because the timey-wimey tea time will be back. We'll return next Saturday with fresh insights, questions and epiphanies about Doctor Who. And heck yes, everything geek. Maybe same bat time. Absolutely the same bat channel. Every Saturday. Timey-wimey tea time. You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.